everybody. Welcome to This Is Not A Meeting. Grab a chair, have a seat at the table. We are a community talking about sobriety, recovery, and overcoming challenges every single day. We do not claim to be experts. We are walking this journey with you, and we're just trying to become our best selves as you are. I am Scottage, and here at the table with us is... Big Joe. Jimbo. And Big Joe and Jimbo. And um, so, guys, this past week, we put up a survey on the group page, a couple of different surveys, and I want to talk about them real quick. One of the surveys was about having people pick out our voices, right? Which was a total flop. It was, it was a total <laughs> flop. We didn't get one person. Uh, um, but <laughs> I was driving down the road uh, this past week, and, I'm th- and I started thinking, I said, you know what? On the webpage, we have a host page that has my picture with my name, your picture with your name, and your picture with... Like, so it, it really isn't all that hard, you know? Right. I mean, <laughs> we gave our names. I didn't think it was that hard. And uh, said, hey, put our name to our photo. And yeah, it didn't work because everybody could cheat if they wanted to. So uh, so yeah, total flop on that one. And I don't think that that went anywhere. But uh, but it was kind of like an open book test that I don't think anybody was was feeling very challenged by. So the uh, the next survey, though, had a little bit more of an interesting result. And I was still a little, I can't believe Pearl Jam Radio didn't even make it onto the list and I didn't even write it in in protest. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't write it in. I protested (laughs) it right away. I said, I'm going to be. Well, the thing about it is it said, what is your favorite Sirius XM radio? Now, I got a little bit of flack because I picked three of them. (laughs) Yeah, how is that your best? There's only one best. Yeah, but I, I like three different ones. Well, liking is a different thing than having a best. I like a lot of different ice cream flavors, but my favorite is mint chocolate chip. Who came in first? Well, there was three guys. How does that work? You can't have three people that won first place. There's a three-way tie. Yeah. Okay. A trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. Why don't we just say that? <laughs> Sirius, no, I disagree. Sirius with that. XM. All your channels are the favorites. They're the best channels because they're just on Sirius. They showed up. They got. They got a favorite. But I did find that uh, it was leveraged against you, Jimbo, because Pearl Jam did not get listed. He listed Lithium. To start this thing out, <laughs> Pearl Jam was not an nowhere option. Nowhere on the list. Nowhere. That's why I did not participate. It, it was it was fixed against you. I'm not surprised. Well, I put the '70s on there for you, Uncle Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the '70s. No, no, it wasn't on the set. The I '80s and I '90s. Was, I was. But Lithium uh, Rock won. I was too busy how many times did figuring you vote out for how it? I was going to retire in the 70s. <laughs> you can only vote once, but you can vote for multiple things. <laughs> 90s grunge is awesome. <laughs> and they throw a little Pearl, Pearl Jam on there. Yeah. But Pearl Jam also has their own station, but that's all right. Yeah. Well, Pearl- so is The Grateful Dead. I, that was one of my top threes. And that's what sparked the, the survey, was yours to discussion about Pearl Jam or Lithium. Which one was it? Well, I had to fold and, him and because Pearl Jam didn't even make it. <laughs> <laughs> he created the survey so he could skew it everywhere he wants. Wow. Jim, Pearl party. Jam, that station nobody listens to. <laughs> I win. Yeah, apparently. And I didn't even know I did it. <laughs> All week I kept seeing it pop up. I'm like, that. <laughs> jerk didn't even put it on the list. <laughs> Instant resentment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So so anyway. So 
kind that of goes is, into our topic today because I trusted Joey would put Pearl Jam on there, but he had all the control and he took it all. <laughs> that's that's correct. That's correct. Uh, so nice nice segue there. We are we're going to talk a little bit about trust and control here, but um, what we were at dinner for Big Joe's wife's birthday, Heidi, and we were at there and and so there was this table of people and. We, it was very interesting to watch. Maybe you've seen it at, at different restaurants, different just eating out with people. The server would come over, and you know they take care of us the entire night, right? So they you order, they bring you water, they bring you your drinks, they bring you your food. They they they've handled everything for you at this point to get your food to you, right? And that comes to the end of the night, and, and some people haven't finished their meal, and so you know they want a whatever whatever you're going to call it a take home box, a doggy bag, whatever whatever terminology you like to use for that. And they say, "Do you want do you want us to to take your plate? We'll put it into the box for you." <laughs> and and there there was at least two people that I remember at the table. They both said, "No, no, please bring me the box." <laughs> And and it just struck me as so funny. I looked over at Joe. I'm like, All right, "Do you see this?" And he's like, he kind of laughs. He's take like, "The box into the yeah. back, box it for him." They're like, "Oh no, I'll box my own food." Yeah, I box my own food. <laughs> you cooked it, served it. <laughs> you, you touched it to bring it to my to my table. That line cook making eight dollars an hour got his hands all over it earlier. Okay. <laughs> right now, all of a sudden, now it's like, hey. No, I really it. don't want anyone touching it now. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And it was just funny to me because because they could take the entire plate, they could they could go and they could put it into the container. They could bring it back. You now bag, now right you're in a rock. and what's in front of you now is a is an empty space. It's nice and clear and you don't have to have this plate. But instead, you're going to have them bring the container to you. You're going to have to try and mess now with bringing the plate up and and spill it down and then and now you've got two things that you've got to put in front of you, but you can't put the container on top of the plate because the plate's kind of messy, but you can't put the plate on top of the box because <laughs> the box is the thing you're taking home and the plate's on top of it now. And so it's like this, why make it so cumbersome? Just let them take the plate and put it in the container. And bring it back and sit in front of you. Right. But so what That it, was a trip. It was funny. <laughs> and I, I mean, you don't just it happens everywhere, right? I mean, when they when they this question pops up, something triggers inside of people to say, Do I really want to trust you at this moment to put this into here that I've got to take home? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to trust you for that. And and so what triggered for me was watching this thing going, wow, this is like a trust versus control topic. You know, I mean, am I going to trust you to put the food into my container that I've got to take home? Somehow before it got to here, it was okay because it wasn't officially mine or something. I don't know. I don't know what happens whenever the plate gets put in front of you and yeah, you jam your fork and that? you put your fork into it. And now all of a sudden you claim ownership. I don't know. I'm not sure where that transition happens. Was one of the people, since I wasn't at this dinner, Heidi? It was her birthday. It was right. her birthday. She was at but the was table. Was she one of the ones that asked for the box and she would do it herself? Who? I don't remember. I really the reason I ask, she's a former server just like I was. And I know <laughs> people would have me box it up. I would sloppily throw it into the box and be like, and there you go. <laughs> so maybe I can see the point if it was her. She's like, I can put this in a more delicate way so that it Where doesn't not, get all scrambled yeah, together. I'm, I'm I, not mixing all the food together. Exactly. That isn't, there you go. Uh, it's maybe. I'm it's just, maybe, but it's still a controlled oh, thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> that food is still all on your plate, you know? Uh, I agree. At, at, so, 
But uh, but I'm not going to call anybody out for who is doing it. I was just I mean, curious if that's yeah. what the correlation was. But trust versus control. Yeah, it is a trust versus control <laughs> topic. But the uh, but but where else does this kind of roll out into our lives? You know, I mean, trust trust and control are are these disproportionate things that happen in our life, right? They're inversely proportionate. The higher the trust, the lower you need for your control that you have. The, the lower the trust, the more control that you want to have. And so if you can kind of see that on a scale system, you know, put one on, on each side, those things just make each other go up and down and up and down. The, the more that you trust somebody, less control you care about. The, the less trust that you have, you, you, you want to control everything about what's going on because you just don't trust it. So where else do we find these things that roll over into our lives? Is there, is there like a lack of trust or is there a, how, how does that work for you guys? I guess is the question, you know, when it, when it comes to trust and control for you guys, how, how does that work? I mean, control, I'll go back to a prior episode that we did, uh, is one of my character defects. Um, when I'm not, when I'm not in control, I don't know, you almost, you almost feel lost and, it's not it's not a good thing uh all the time. I mean, you want to be in control of your life, but you don't want to try to control other people. Cuz normally when if you're going to lose control of them cuz everybody's their own person and it's going to piss you off, you know. Right. You got to try to stay away from the whole control aspect and trust. I look at trust a lot different than other people. Tend to give people all the trust in the world right out of the gate, rather than make them earn it. <laughs> that is different than a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> like I trust you. Now don't screw it up, because once you screw it up, you're done. <laughs> so is it a once and out for you? It's a once and you're climbing out of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> it may take you decades, <laughs> but. But there will be a point to which I won't trust you anymore. <laughs> the Grand Canyon is deep. <laughs> I've never been there. But um It is deep. I have been there. <laughs> but uh yeah, I like I said, I tend to give it right out of the gate and it, it's burnt me a bunch, but it also I don't know, I think everybody deserves that. Well, it's certainly a better way to live. I can see how it's a it'd be a happier place to live if you felt like you trusted everybody. It is. I mean I feel like <laughs> I just want to trust you. Right. <laughs> so I give it to you. On a deeper level, uh, the meetings that Joey and I attend, even though this is not a meeting, but the whole crutch to the entire program is developing and getting a relationship with a higher power. The more I trust in my higher power, the less I have to control the day-to-day, which obviously one day at a time is the progress here because it's a daily struggle for me with that relationship with that higher power so i know and i see plenty of people in the rooms in and out that struggle all the time where they don't want to turn it over to a higher power even if that higher power is the rooms of aa or two drunks or more powerful than one if they just can't turn it over to that to start because all you have to do is be willing they unfortunately end up they always talk about it's called the one two three shuffle they'll work the first three steps and then they'll bounce out of the rooms because it's that development, that trust in something greater than yourself, which is a major control issue for a lot of drunks. And I was definitely in that camp for a long time. And I still get to work on it every single day where it's kind of nice where we talk about it all the time in here. And it's been talked about in previous episodes where if things are going bad, all of a sudden you can pause your day 
and Joey talks about it, just start over again. As crazy as that sounds, if I'm able to start over again and just throw it up to a higher power and say, I trust that you're going to take care of the rest of the day for this. I'm tired of being in control. The day sometimes turns out a lot better. And it's one of those deals where trust versus control. As a drunk, I can't be in control because not to simplify it like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. I can't control my own thing. But when I was in control, things were a mess. So I have to believe and trust that there's something greater than myself that keeps me sober one day at a time will also help me with other things. That doesn't mean that I don't try to rule the day all the time, but that's like the biggest underlying factor to my sobriety is that there is something greater than myself out there that has kept me away from a drink for all those one days at a time in a row. And I have to believe and I have to have that trust that that's there. If not... And I take my will back, I'll be at happy hour tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it's one of those right. to go deep with it in a hurry. Well, I hear I hear what you're saying. And and some of this then sprinkles over into the whole idea of Murphy's Law. You know, I mean that, you know, what what can go wrong will go <laughs> will go wrong. And so how much of that then do we try to control? Like do we trust that Murphy's Law doesn't exist? And do we do we walk around in in just general and say, yeah, things just work out? And so I don't need to control them because this isn't just control about, about my own addictions. This isn't control, it's just control about my own, my own flaws and my own junk. This is how strong do I have to be tied to my routines? Because routines are control. That's, that's about control of my life. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, man, do not knock me off of my eight. 30 bathroom schedule you know <laughs> it's like, where where do these not that I, I don't have that one but um, but we've all got routines that we hold on to you know I mean I have enough OCD in me that I that I try and say it's CDO you know because all the alphabet letters need to be in order but but that's enough inside of me to to say no certain things I need to have control of because that makes my world sane and it makes it work and how much of that then moves into this idea of trust? You know, I mean, when people step into my world, do I become even tighter of a control about that routine? Because I'm like, no, no, I need to protect this stuff. And I need to let, I need to have you trust, I need to be able to trust that you're not going to interrupt what I've got going on. Because if you interrupt what I've got going on, then I have a tendency to go a little wacky. And then sort of that's a little inside baseball here, but the whole scheduling of this podcast, we have been forever meeting on Sunday mornings. Now with nicer weather coming and people's schedules changing, all of a sudden that routine might be out of whack a little bit. So we all, three of us have different perspectives coming in on it and we all don't want certain things to happen and there's control issues. I totally see what you're saying where yeah. all of a sudden that little wrinkle, you're taking control. Like I have to trust that that little wrinkle, things will still work out on the other side. I have to have the trust, even though there's going to be a wrinkle in there, I still have to have that faith that it's going to work out. I have to trust that the process will still play out the way it has been, even though we're going to maybe perhaps change a routine with a recording time or a different day of the week, something like that. Exactly. And it's, we talk about it all the time, but it all dates back to that fear, that scary, I'm afraid of change and all those things. It's a scary thing. Does right. anybody like change? Uh, they claim that they do. <laughs> I talked about it before, but I went for a job interview. The first question, do you deal, with, well, deal well with change? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody does. Are you crazy? <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody said yes to that. If you didn't say yes, you didn't even get the job. Everybody up there were during the training classes like, did you answer yes? So, yeah, I don't do well with change. <laughs> every time they'd spring a change on us, we would complain about it. And everyone's like, well, you said six months ago that you were okay with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 
<laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> well, and, and I think that we do, you know, we do, because it, it's not just, you, you mentioned about trusting the process, and I think that there is an element of that, you have to trust the process, but the process itself is, is an intangible, subjective thing. What, what you really have to trust is the people that are a part of that process. You've got to be able to say, yeah, those people are, are really about the same thing I am, which is just trying to find the best way forward. So in anything, in any situation, whether if you're at work, whether if it's, a, whether if it's social, whether if it's anything, it's about this process, right? I mean, you, you, you mentioned the process, but again, that process isn't, doesn't have any bearing at all. It's the people who are involved in that process that have the ability to control and you've got to trust that as we move forward. Um, I've done that at work. I've done that. I've done that with friends. I've done that saying, okay, I don't know where this is going, but, but I trust the people in the process or I don't know where this is going and I don't trust what's going on. You know, I've said that at work a few times going, look, I can, I can tell the cards are shuffling. I just don't know who's, who's, who's the dealer right now. And that's why you and I being different than Joey, where he trusts everyone right out the bat. I'm a little bit more reserved where not that you have to impress me or by any means, but I have to get to know you a little bit more before I trust you and dealing yeah. in my day-to-day -day process where unfortunately Joey lets these people all in right away. And then three months from now, if it blows up, you're in a scrambling mode where I've taken my time vetting these people through <laughs> and now like everything, you know what I mean? Like you move smoothly right off the bat. You can jump right into a project. Me, it's just like, eh, I'm not sure I'm quite ready yet. And then by the time I find the right can, the, the process moves a lot smoother. You, atomic bomb blows up three months from now it's just like then you're scrambling again to try to figure out what to do so there's a flip side to each side of these processes but my trust for whatever reason if it's a person or if it's a controlled environment it's one of those deals where i don't have the ability to trust right away i don't know if right. that's the way raised whatever the case may be but to me there has to be some sort of process involved before i'm going to trust an individual with either a task or just being in my life in general Right. And I think that that is, um, I mean, that's the way that I am, you know, but I, I think that it has more to do, I don't know if it's the way that I was raised as much as my experiences as I, as I was raised, you know, I mean, you get burned a few times and you start to put up some, some guards, you know, you put up, you put up these different things that say, okay, yeah, that, that sucked going through that. I'm, uh, how do I avoid that again? You know, and it's some of it's avoidance of pain, you know, a pain avoidance. None of us want to want to feel that. And so we set up these little things in our lives that say, okay, that'll keep me away from that pain. Um, but I, I do think, and not to make Big Joe the poster child here, but I think that um, actually I just had a, a visual of a graphic image of of Big Joe being the poster child that says, I trust you. <laughs> but uh, Like the big Uncle Sam. Yeah. You. <laughs> With a finger pointing. But uh, yeah, but I think that there is a different way that people will approach me. And, and Jimbo, if you're in the same camp, they'll approach you different as well than the way that they approach Big Joe. You know, because Big Joe, he's, he's got both arms open wide from the very first moment. And so there's a welcoming that happens inside of that. There's a, almost an instant connection that can occur because people feel connected. They feel welcome. They feel, they feel wanted in some ways right there in that moment. And so they're going to they're gonna embrace that a little faster. And, and they'll feel that. Where with, with 
they might feel put off. I know people have felt put off when they first met me because I'm a little guarded. And, and I've been described as that. You're a little guarded. I'm like, yeah, I am until I get to know you. You know, I mean, then that's not necessarily a long process. Um, for some people, it's longer than others. But I'm just, I'm not that way right off the bat. You know, right off the bat, I'm, I'm a little bit more arms crossed across my chest and, and uh, not in a mean way, but just in a, in a, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of a distance there at first because I'm, I'm waiting to get to know you before I, before I figure out how much I'm willing to, to let you in. Um, but then that, that's just, that is just some of me. Now, my wife, totally different. She's like Big Joe, you know, I mean, so we've, we've had some of these discussions. I mean, when we first got married, we were living in a condo and, uh, no, no, uh, washer dryer in our, in our room or whatever, you know, I mean, in our, in our condo, it was just a two bedroom condo. So there was this laundromat across the street. We go and we would go across the the street and you know do the laundromat and and uh, Bre- Brenda came back the one day and she's like I met this coolest little couple they're they're young they're in their their early twenties they they just got married you know and I don't even remember their names at this point but I can remember their faces and I said oh okay cool you know and she goes yeah 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 I've been talking to them for a while and yeah they're just they're so cool I met them over at the laundromat okay cool and. Uh, and find out later on here, she developed enough of a relationship that she's like, oh, yeah, I told them that if they're ever over here, I mean, and they're waiting on their clothes to get dry, just come over. I gave them a key so they could just come in, sit down, you know. They can, <laughs> I gave them a key. <laughs> they, can, they can just come themselves in. They can hang out for a while. If, if we're not here, they can they can chill out while they're waiting to get their laundry done. I'm like, are you serious? She goes, yeah, they don't have a car or anything, so they have to walk over. And it, I mean, it's hot and it's you know it's nasty over there. I just they can come over, they can chill out in the air conditioning. And How they many can keys for our house do you have? Oh, dude, the condo when we sold it, I told him I said change the locks because <laughs> we we had I, we had at least. At more than a dozen keys that had we given out to people that they just they could just let themselves in. <laughs> That's funny. And some of them I knew and I didn't care about. This one was a total shock. I'm like, are you are you serious? <laughs> they, you you met them at the laundromat. They're not. And she's like, they're not strangers. They're my laundromat friends. They're not strangers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, come back and there's no couch. <laughs> <laughs> but to be to be fair, I don't know any time. When she has done that and followed her gut instinct on that, where it has bit us in the ass. I, I don't know one. And, and right now she's going to be laughing and going, yep, yep, I told you, ha ha, you know. <laughs> but uh, but that's, that's just the truth. When she follows her gut instinct like that. And I think Big Joe's got that same type of gut instinct. I don't, I don't know that you've got those moments where, where you've welcomed somebody in and you don't have a little bit of a, of a hesitation going, all right, I got to keep my eye on this one. You know, I'm not gonna invite you in. Yeah. <laughs> I think I gotta keep your eye on you. I'm gonna walk past you. <laughs> well, then how do you deal with it? I mean, you've you've got a you've got such a black and white switch that goes on. Then the main thing I was thinking about is your employees. That it's hard to find good, reliable help, and so you trust these people right out the gate. And unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't work out, and that's where you end up having to scramble a little bit because I think that's obviously a different situation when it comes to work and personal relationships, but I try to read them right out of the gate. Exactly. <laughs> right. It, it, it has bit me before, but 
the majority of the time, I mean, the gut feelings, when it's there, I mean, you know. But you are a guy who has OCD. Oh, yes. And, and so with OCD comes a certain level of need for control. Well, so is my last name. <laughs> yeah, I, I am not going down that road. But with that is, is a certain need for control, right? Well, that's why so I, think I how started do you, my own business. Where do, you see, where do you see trust and control hitting? Like where, for you, if, if, if you trust them right out the gate, that means that you're not looking for a ton of control. But you're a guy who wants the control. You want to know, you know, I mean, there, there is an element of if you're calling to check up on them to say, hey, what's going on? I want to see it. Send me a picture. Put it on. Put me on FaceTime. I want to see how you're hooking this up. Then, then there is a lower sense of control, or I mean, a lower sense of trust because you want to make sure things are going. You know, I mean, and that's in the work world. Now, work can be separated from your personal life. I mean, there's right. there's ways that you can handle work, and then there's other ways that you handle personal. Um, but where do you see trust and control coming into the play with this? Uh, I mean, at work, I tell the guys after I got get done training them and send them out on their own, it's like, I really don't want to hear from you and you don't want to hear from me. I mean, you're in, this is your truck. You go out, you do your job and then we're good to go. When I call you, I want to bullshit. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can pretty much give them free reigns as long as they're from they're, day one. Well, yeah, I kind of have to, I mean, they're out in my truck. I mean, I, well, I have them shoot me texts of where they're at. And I mean, a little ballpark, but right. So okay, so I have that trust to have them out there in your your equipment. Okay, so let's take you out of the work world and put you into into some personal settings. Do you see anywhere where trust and control intermix? You know, I mean, where's where is that for you? In my relationship, maybe (laughs) with my wife. I mean, trust and control. Don't say anything going to get you in trouble. I'm like, damn, you put me on the spot. She'd say I'm pretty controlling, and I try to, and uh, <laughs> I try to work on that. That's one of my character defects. But um, yeah, I mean, I do the same thing with uh, friends and family. I mean, my trust levels are for everybody. You know, it all comes down to if or when you lie or burn me, and then my trust levels go out the window i mean then i start questioning everything and my mind's a dangerous place i can make up i get this from honestly from my mom but i mean <laughs> we love you lynn i can make up the worst case scenario and think it's gonna come true oh <laughs> and, i'm there and believe it you yeah. know so when i when i start losing that trust those scenarios get worse and worse in my head you know right and I think we all have that tendency to run those storylines. Right. And the more that we dwell on those storylines. So the more trust you have, then the less those storylines come into play, pretty much. When you mentioned right. at the beginning of the episode where like that bar graph going back and forth, the more you trust somebody, the less control. That you need, yeah. I almost look at it as the opposite, where if I'm controlling everything, like I trust that that whole thing's going to work out well because I got all the control. You know what I mean? But that means that for yourself... I'm definitely being the dictator there. Yeah. Yeah. For right. yourself, you trust yourself to control it all exactly. is what's going on there. And then if I don't trust the situation, I become even more in control 
to try to control the situation to get that trust back up where I need it. So those two are always neck and neck, even though they shouldn't be. Like, <laughs> they're not neck and saying neck. Saying it out loud. like <laughs> They're not neck and neck. Yeah, You're, but that's the problem. It's because you don't trust that you need that, that high level of control. Right. I have very hard time, I guess, trusting the process. Right. And and also, and again, it's, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but it's not the process. You know, a process is, is nothing more than a system. You, it's not about trusting the system. It's, it's about trusting the others who can influence the system. Because if you're the only one in the system, then you can trust it. Even if it needs tweaked, if it needs changed, whatever, you're in charge. You can change it. It's not a big deal. You, can, you trust that thing. What, what you can have trouble trusting are the other people who can influence that system. And so it's how, how do I control them? You know, do I need to put in safeguards that's going to limit their ability to influence the system or the process or me or my kid? You know, I mean, that's a, that's a huge one for me. It's like, okay, when, when my daughter starts hanging around with, with new people, okay, do I trust them to influence her in the right direction? And, and so those are questions that, that you, that you kind of have to wrestle through. And, and we've been extremely blessed with, with parents of her friends and, and with her friends that are, that are just great people. So we've been extremely blessed with that. Um, but that's one of those places that you do question, you know, and that you try to keep an eye on. So, so anyway, so trust and control, I think, are, are tricky because we, we do. We've got those elements of, of it, it impacts everything in our life. And, and what fuels it? goes back to your basic thing, Jimbo, where, where you've said that it goes back to all the time. It's about fear. You know, why do I need to control something? Because I fear something. You know, how much, how much trust can I put into somebody? That's because I, I don't really have a lot of fear towards that going, going bad. Um, and and it, it impacts everything that we do. Like this podcast again, I trust that the listeners out there love listening every week and are going to tell all their friends and family. And before you know it, we got thousands and thousands of listeners. <laughs> yeah. I can't control them, though. I want to control them and say, tell more people. Tell more people. Well, we do trust uh, that you will head to iTunes and subscribe and uh, leave reviews. We uh, we haven't mentioned that for a few weeks, but that really does help uh with uh, with the podcast, I trust you, people. We ask you, we ask you to go and do that if you haven't done that already. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, but we are sponsored uh, through the generous and generosity and kindness of FTBA, uh, a company that is out there trying to uh, just trying to simplify electrical maintenance, and uh, Big Joe's Towing, who will come and pick you up if you got issues. Uh, and he trusts his drivers. If folks. Your car has issues, not if you have issues. Well. <laughs> 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 That's a totally different pickup. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is. You're right. Yeah, um, and it's not Uber. He's not hooked up with Uber at this point. So. <laughs> but uh, but please uh, uh, know that that we do appreciate these folks for for giving us the ability to do this, and we and we appreciate you for for hanging out with us uh, every week. Whenever whenever we sit around and talk, we we love having you a part of the community. And, uh, and we look forward to every week that we're able to get together with you. Guys, anything else that's going on? Any, anything else? We uh, want to say hi to Tim. Yes, Tim. I was actually going to mention that. Thank you very much for the follow on Instagram, Tim. I was like, oh, my God, a legend is following me on Instagram. This is crazy. He's famous. Oh, I can't believe it. I was shocked when I saw him following me. He is famous. And, uh, 
And Jimbo, do you want to tell people where you're at on Instagram so they can follow you? Sure. That's a good question, Scott. Okay. On, on Twitter, I am at Scott Henwood. If you're on Twitter, I uh, and we're trying to to get more engaged with with everybody on social media. We also have the Facebook page and the and the group page as well. Instagram, it's Sharja S C H A R J A. On Twitter, it's at James Sharf twenty six, and Facebook James Sharf. Big Joe. I don't have a Twitter. Is on Facebook uh, <laughs> with Big Joe's towing. So you can check you can check him out. But uh, everybody out there, have a have a great time uh, this week. We we hope to just have a ton of fun, and uh, we will talk with you next time. Love you.